Backfence PDX Radio is brought to you by On Your Feet, teaching companies to improvise. When everyone behaves like an improviser, work gets better. Online at OIF.com. Hello there. This is Backfence PDX Radio. I'm B. Frain Masters. Coming up, stories that will take you around the world, around a dark corner, and around a prize-winning wheel that brings fortune, that is, if you're lucky. All stories are true and performed live in Portland, Oregon. Stories are told without notes, unmemorized, and have never been told in public before. The stories you're about to hear were recorded over the past several years. Occasionally, the audio may not be perfect, but we couldn't imagine doing the show without them. First up is Matthew Baldwin from Seattle. He's the man behind the popular blog Defective Yeti, where you can read about things like how he ate, then reviewed every item contained in his workplace vending machine. This story was recorded at Portland Center Stage. The theme for the night was Our Bodies, Ourselves. Hello, Matthew. Hi. Uh, so this is how disease works. So you live someplace and you, you live in that environment and you get like all the diseases that exist there and then you get immune to them. And then the only time you get sick after that is if somebody introduces like a, a new something into your environment. Like, you know, the guy that comes to work with tuberculosis and then everybody gets tuberculosis. That guy is why you get sick. So the other way you can get sick is if you are the, the element that goes into the new environment. Right. So like in 1993, I got on a plane and I flew to Bolivia, which is in the middle of South America. And everything in that environment was a new malady for me to experience and enjoy. So for the two and a half years I was there as a Peace Corps volunteer, uh, I was like, from the second I got off the plane to the second I went home, I was like besieged with something, one thing or another. And when I say from the minute I get off the plane, I mean literally we got off the plane and were ill. And the reason why... It's because Bolivia, the, the capital of Bolivia that we flew into is called La Paz, and it's situated at uh, 12,000 feet, uh, which sucks, because they have no oxygen, it turns out. <laughs> so, so everybody who comes there from a place that is fortunate enough to have oxygen, like the, the first world, uh, gets what's called altitude sickness. And the beauty of altitude sickness is like no two people get the same symptoms. Uh, it's just like this wide range of crazy things that can happen to you, with the exception of just sort of, you know, wishing you had more oxygen, you know, shortness of breath and fatigue. We got, got off the plane and we went to our, our hotel and our rooms were on the third floor, so we check in and there was no elevator, so we're walking up to our rooms and we get to like the, the second floor landing and like all 30 of us, it was like the, the finish line of triathlon. <laughs> like the whole trip to our rooms took like 20 minutes. Somebody in Bolivia told me that the reason why the Incans uh, like as a civilization had lasted so long was because whenever another civilization wanted to invade them, they would like charge up to this altitude and then just be like. <laughs> and then the Incans would just be like, you know, release the Pumas and that'd be the end of that. <laughs> and then the other thing about the altitude thickness was you would just get this incredible gas. And I don't mean like, like flatulent gas, it was like someone stabbed you in the side gas. So like we... We would get there and like three of us would be walking down the street and then one by one we'd be like, go, and sort of like pitch over into, into a, like a doorway or something. Like there was a, a gringo killing sniper on a rooftop like taking us out. Actually, before I came up here, I looked on Wikipedia. I was looking at what all the symptoms were and there was like this huge list of like a dozen. And the last one is general malaise. 
which cracks me up because I, I had this vision of like us getting off the plane as Peace Corps volunteers and just being like, I don't even know why I came here. <laughs> so, so after we got acclimated to the, to the, uh, the altitude, we had training. And training was basically divided up into three portions. It was um, how to do your job. My job was environmental education. How to speak Spanish and how not to die. And the first thing that they would do for this, this latter category was give you this book called Donde No Hay Doctor, which is where there is no doctor. And it's literally how to like, diagnose and treat diseases when you have access to nothing. You know, like no Advil, no gauze. Um, like, like an example is like, you know, if you, think someone, if you think you have diabetes, the way you diagnose that is take a sip of your own urine. Is it sweet? You might have diabetes. <laughs> so that's like the level of diagnostic. It's like, are you dispensing juice? Yes. And then for anything having to do with skin rashes, and skin rashes were way, way in vogue in Bolivia, they just had pictures. It was like the only way to diagnose it was pictures. And those pictures, man, it was like, you, it was like looking at an eclipse. You couldn't even look at these pictures. You had to like hold it in your peripheral vision, or like poke a hole in a piece of paper and look through that. It was terrible, terrible stuff. And then the other thing we got was like, like inoculations, like tons of inoculations. Um, like they, they did our arms and then they ran out of arm and then they put them in the ass. I mean, we just got every inoculation you could know. And these inoculations, sometimes you would actually experience the disease that they were inoculating you against. So it was like a Whitman sampler of diseases. <laughs> you know, we had like Typhoid Tuesday. So I got sent to this small town called San Pedro. It had like no electricity, no water, uh, no phones. It was, out in, it was in a valley, there was no roads. Um, the biggest concern, health concern there, was called Chagas disease. Uh, and in Bolivia, there's this, this beetle called the Vinchuga. We like to call it the assassin bug in English. And this Vinchuga would come out at night and it would bite you on the face. And then if you scratch the, the, uh, the wound, you would get this chronic degenerative disease. And you wouldn't know about this until years later. And out here where I was, where there's like no doctors and no diagnostic, the way you basically diagnosed you having Chagas disease is one day you would have it. And you'd say, oh, I guess I got bitten by a Ventruga bug at some point in the last 10 years. <laughs> so for that, you know, I had to sleep in a mosquito net. I had, to, uh, we, I had to patch up my Adobe house all the time to make sure the Ventruga bugs weren't out. Everything was sort of geared toward, it, I was safe essentially, but the people I lived with, they said like 10% of the population in Bolivia had this chronic disease, Chagas disease. For the Peace Corps volunteers, our biggest threat was this thing called uh, amoebas, which is amoebic dysentery, which would just hit you out of the blue. And everybody got this at some point during their Peace Corps volunteer service. I lasted like a year and a half. I thought I was going to be safe. And then I was traveling to visit my friend, of course, in transit. And then I got the amoebas. And uh, it's, it's like the Reader's Digest condensed version of flu, where it's like all the flu symptoms in like a day. And it's basically like your body just has clearance sale. Like everything must go. <laughs> So I was fortunate enough to like, not have that, that, the actual symptoms in transit, but I was visiting a friend. I show up at his house, and I'm like, hello, I've got amoebas. And then I just spent like three days like, throwing up and shit at his house, which is kind of like how we would bond, because they didn't have like, football there, so guys would just kind of hang out and do this sort of stuff. I was, I was fortunate that he had in his possession uh, the sleeper. The sleeper was this uh, strain of marijuana that a Peace Corps volunteer, volunteer was growing and distributing throughout the country to the, to the uh, various volunteers. And he had a little film canister, this was back in the days when 
cameras had film. He had a little film canister, this sleeper. So he, after three days of me not eating and sort of befouling his house, he just made a bunch of pasta and dumped this little canister, the sleeper, into it. So named because you would immediately consume this and fall asleep. And served this to me, calling it Rasta Pasta. And it was like the best <laughs> meal of my life. Like if you want to have good spaghetti, like have amoebas for three days and then have your first meal and it's awesome. I don't really smoke marijuana very often, but I am a huge proponent of medical marijuana, thinking back on getting the sleeper from my friend Marco. Uh, thanks to the amoebas and other factors, uh, my biggest health concern was my weight. It was like 120 pounds when I was there. Uh, part of that was the food was really boring. I just didn't really feel like eating it. Uh, there was other factors, like at one point I found out I had a tapeworm. Um, that was when I was like really hungry all the time and not getting any weight and went in to see the doctor and she said, yeah, you've got a tapeworm and gave me this pill that was like this big. And I, was, and I said, is this going to kill the tapeworm? And she explained to me that um, it didn't kill the tapeworm. Uh, so it's like, you know, have you ever been in a relationship and you don't really know how to get out of the relationship? <laughs> and so you just try to make yourself as unpleasant as possible to the other person <laughs> in the hopes that they'll like leave? That, that's, essentially, that's essentially how you get rid of a tapeworm. You take this pill and then you're just like this big drag to be in. <laughs> um, you know, people don't like hearing about tapeworms. Uh, like my mother like, did not want to hear, hear about the tapeworm. But I got to tell you, if you spend any time in the developing world, on the, the spectrum of worms, tapeworms are like the Ingrid Bergman of worms. <laughs> I think like growing up in America with like Richard Scarry and Lonely Worm with the, the top hat and the leather shoe, we have like this false impression, but that is, is really not an accurate portrayal of the worm phylum. Um, and you know, it wasn't just me that was sick. Uh, all the other Peace Corps volunteers had some sort of sickness or other. We're just all acclimating to that environment. And when people would come and visit me in, in the Peace Corps, basically they would show up uh, you know, as my guest and we would go to the hotel and then they would lay in bed and sweat and then I would hold a bucket by them for 10 days and then I would send them home and <laughs> hope that they didn't have Chagas disease in five years. <laughs> I, sh I should probably check in with some of those guys, come to think of it. So. I did some other stuff in Peace Corps. I like set up mother's groups. I did environmental education, which was my job. Uh, I did soil conservation. After two and a half years of that, I uh, got on, on a plane myself and flew home. Um, of everything I did, being sick might be the thing that stayed with me the longest. Uh, even now, when I have some sort of horrible rash that I can't look at, I, the first thing I'll do is go into my den and pull down the Donde No Hay Doctor, even before I go to the internet, and sort of hold it in the corner of my vision and see if maybe I can diagnose it myself hopefully without, you know, having to drink urine or anything. <laughs> Thank you. That was Matthew Baldwin. He went from being a volunteer in a tiny village to working for one of the largest tech companies in the world in the span of a decade. When Backfence PDX Radio returns, sometimes when your life gets turned around, your past reaches out and turns you right back around again. This is Backfence PDX Radio. <laughs>